Welcome to the Celebration Sessions podcast with me, Connor Clear. The Celebration Sessions is a podcast about life, loss and love. As a celebrant, I want to look at how we celebrate, how we fall in love, the milestones we mark and how we can talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. This is my exploration into the beauty of it all. And it's my reminder to make the most of the important times and how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on the Celebration Sessions podcast. Welcome along once again to the Celebration Sessions podcast. Thanks so much for hitting play or download on this episode. Delighted to have you along with me for this one as we delve this time into the literature of grief. So we're going to explore some words, uh, some poems, passages, readings which speak to grief and loss. Passages that might offer some comfort or solace or indeed even some advice as well. We're going to look at passages that might even attempt to contextualise it, as as difficult, of course, as that might be. Uh, But to do that, I'm delighted to be joined on this episode with the wonderful Caroline McNamara from Serendipity Celebrants. Hello, Caroline. Hello, Connor. It is a great delight to be here. It's lovely to see you again and happy 2022, even though we're into February already. (laughs) Indeed. Well, indeed. No, no, no. We we still get to say happy 2022. Um, In fact, how are you settling into the year so far? Well, you know, I just think it's great that everything's opened up. It just, there's a sense of hope and that's really lovely. I must say, Uh, I'm just so glad I've got kids uh, in college and school and the fact that they can go out and socialise. Indeed. I mean, they haven't been anywhere for so long, so it's yeah. just great. I'm delighted. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's that generation that I think of through this, yeah. you know, that I hope they're not going to carry the, the social or, or even the emotional scars of of the last few years. Hopefully they'll be able to, I guess, for, for want of a better word, reintegrate I, <laughs> back into what, what we call this, this oh, well. new normal, I think. <laughs> All I can say is my guys have had no problem reintegrating. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. <laughs> I know. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I know they're having a great time. Oh, indeed. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. And listen, it is worth mentioning as well that yes. this is your second time to join me on yes. the podcast. Thank so I'm thrilled you came back. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to our discussion today. Oh, look, I'm so glad. And, and look, at least you didn't think that the, the first time was an absolute disaster if you've agreed to come back and, and chat with me again. <laughs> I don't know about that. Nobody likes listening to themselves, do they? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Oh, I think I love the, the sound of my oh, own voice. Really <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. No, I um, listen, yeah. uh, of course, we're talking about the, the, the literature of grief. I, I think as a place just to start to try and contextualise it. Um, we're, of course, looking at the idea of words and poetry and literature, the meaning that they can bring to, to, to somebody in, in a time of loss, in a time of grief. Yeah. What is it about poetry and literature that can provide such comfort? Well, actually, I think even studies have proven that beautiful words and elevated language have the ability to reduce stress and anxiety. So I think that's the the thing we're trying to tap into when we're thinking of words for funerals in particular yeah, yeah. that are going to provide that comfort blanket for the family and for the friends. 
yeah, and yeah. hopefully represent the the life of the of their loved one in a, in a in a fitting way. That's what we're trying to do. And I do always think it's nice, certainly as as a celebrant, when you land yeah. on a piece of writing. Yeah. And as soon as you read it and say, oh, that's the one, you know, that's the piece for yeah. this family at this moment, losing this yeah. specific person, you know, this is this is what they need to hear. I know it's funny. It is. I, I had that experience as well quite recently. Yeah. And I remember it wasn't a, a, a sometimes it's not an obvious piece of writing for a funeral or it, it's not necessarily talking about death, but it's a piece of writing that you you land on that represents the person and brings them alive in the memory very vividly for the family. And they yes. you could just see their faces saying, yes, that's it. That's exactly what they would say. Yeah, or that, that's exactly what they were like. Yeah. And it's a great moment. It's that eureka moment where you know, oh yeah, I've done my job right here. That's great. Yeah, yeah. And on the day to be able to deliver that, and to see yeah. it land with the family emotionally, you know, to see it resonate with them as well. It's, yeah. I mean, it's very yeah. special. It's yeah. very special. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. And and do you find as well with funerals, you know, when you meet families, of course you bring your resource of, of literature to them to suggest readings. But I always find it's, it's really lovely when a family themselves yeah. already have something of meaning for them that yeah. they bring That's, to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that yeah. very often is something that isn't directly related to funeral or death, writing about death or loss. It's it's normally something that they've shared with their loved one that means something very important to mm. them. So, and, and that's great. It's great to have that included in. You know that it's going to create a, a lovely sense of oneness with the person they've lost for that moment of time in the ceremony. And yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. that's great, you know. Yeah. And very often families do, it's great when the family has some suggestions and very often you can find that depending on the kind of loss it is, sometimes they're very stuck that they have, that they're so, it's sometimes they're very shocked and that creativity, that part of their brain just isn't working. And that's where you're, you're, you're gently trying to make suggestions and they are just offerings because we all know the wrong words can hurt so much. And oh, so you're absolutely. really trying to make sure that the offering is just that. It's an offering. Yeah. Uh, and, and communicating yeah. that to the family, ju- yeah. just exactly that, that this yeah. is just an offering. Um, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you, we can change it for something else or... Yeah you know what I can suggest something else or or search for something else find yeah, something so, else and sometimes you say is there anything in this that you particularly like and what is it that yeah. you don't like so that you can yeah. come up with another range of suggestions yeah, yeah I yeah. mean you do I mean it's one of the lovely things about this job is looking opening books searching and finding words that maybe aren't obvious or weren't there before you know that aren't on the, the yeah, classic yeah. 10 best funeral poems or you know, passages, yeah, different yeah, things, yeah, outside yeah, the box yeah, stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. And in fact, I'll, I'll mention, I mean, obviously I'm not going to advertise specific specific <laughs> books or specific writers, but while it comes into my head, I do have to mention, I did pick up the Imelda May book of poetry. Oh, yes. And yeah, it's fantastic. a wonderful book of poetry. There are some brilliant poems in there that speak to loss and, and grief. Now, they are very specific. I'm not sure how they would 
you know, how they would land. Where you'd introduce them. But exactly. they, they, you never know. It's exactly. The, the time will come, the day yeah. will come. Exactly. You never know. You never know. But yeah. I'm so taken with yeah, her. Her writing book. is fantastic. She's fab. She's fab. And look, I, I do look forward to Brilliant. one day being able to deliver a piece of Imelda May poetry at, at a funeral. Uh, likewise. Um, likewise. Yeah. But, but the other thing as well is, uh, and it's probably something I learned from the wedding side of things, in fact, that very often song lyrics can make very appropriate readings uh, uh, as well. And in fact, when I sit with a family, I will try and find out, you know, in in relation to the deceased, were they interested in music? Uh, do they have bands or musicians or singers that they would have liked? And then from there, um, I might, if they think it might be meaningful for them, I might go off then and try to find some song lyrics of theirs that, that, that might just land with them, you know? I know I was thinking of that too. And I was thinking, well, I'll, I won't talk about songs because that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Even the <laughs> lyrics of songs. <laughs> well, look, you're right. You are correct. Um, it could be a podcast. I was, yeah, I yeah. Particularly thinking of Shay Healy. You know, it was a lovely song. It's a song about starlight. I'm just a little bit of starlight. I, God, I can't think of the words now, but um, it's the lyrics of that are just so beautiful. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, look, when you look into the night sky, I'm in it. You know that song? I'm the best oh. stardust. Sorry, I do Lovely. know that. Yeah, that, sorry, apologies. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's very, very sweet. Um, and the lyrics are lovely even without it being sung, you know, so like that. But we'll talk about that another time, maybe. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. That could be the literature of grief, part two. <laughs> that could be another episode. <laughs> Not, you, can't, you won't get rid of me that easily, Connor. <laughs> Stop. Um, now, look, Caroline, I did put it to you that if you brought maybe a couple of pieces to the, to the table, I might bring yes. a couple of poems as well and we could yes. share them, maybe exchange views and, and see what we thought about a couple of them. Um, there are a few that I've come upon recently which just really landed with me. Um, there was something about them that I thought, you know, these are really interesting. These were pieces that the family's even picked up on uh, and commented uh, on, on afterwards. So look, I thought I'd share um, this one uh, with you. Um, this is called If I Should Go and it's by Joyce Grenfell. Uh, it is very short. Now Grenfell, I, I believe, wrote um, wrote quite a number of poems which touched on this okay. area of, of death and loss. Uh, this one, however, I think is just that bit more... It's a bit more positive and uplifting. Uh, and, and in fact, it's reasonably popular, I think. It, it might be known to some listeners as well. Uh, but this is If I Should Go by Joyce Grenfell. If I should go before the rest of you, break not a flower nor inscribe a stone, nor when I am gone speak in Sunday voice, but be the usual selves that I have known. Weep if you must, parting is hell, but life goes on, so sing as well. Oh, that's lovely. And that yeah. is literally it. Uh, that is it. It's very short. Um, but I think what landed with me was just those last two lines. Life goes on, so sing as well. Now, the family who, who I offered this for um, said that their loved one had always said that he didn't want everyone to be sad and that he wanted yeah. everyone to continue to be happy. Now, the message yeah. of life goes on is really tricky to articulate yeah. because we know as celebrants, my word, as, as humans even, who have learned empathy through mm -hmm. time, 
life goes on is not something you say to a family in grief, you know. No. Oh, gosh, no, no. Imagine saying no. you have to move on to someone. You know, that is not something you say. But when a piece of poetry reflects the beliefs of the deceased like that, it's it's a gentle way to say there can, yeah. there can be a choice as to how you step through your yeah. grief in time, you know. Yeah, I think, when it's, you know, when it's, when it's, when it's, it's right. nice to get a combination you know, in the pieces that we're trying to present or or offer to to families, it's trying to get a combination between acceptance of the acknowledging the present, the enormity of what's happened, and then offering that little bit of hope for the future that it's a bit like, you know, we know you don't tell somebody who's just lost somebody to count their blessings and all the things they should be thankful for. It's just, uh, you know, a a, a real lead balloon thing, you know, horrendous thing to say to somebody who's just lost somebody so we know that you can't have a you don't want it to be all doom and gloom with no little glimmer of hope you know um you know because we know you know that that it will get better but but when you're feeling that at the time you don't know that you just don't know that so these that little bit of glimmer of hope is always good to have yeah yeah hope yeah Hope, of course, yeah. of course, you have to give that space uh, as well. Um, but I do think there's something about that that I like. It's the idea that it's written, you know, if if I should go before the rest of you, it's written from the point of view of somebody who is yeah. contemplating their own mortality and their own being deceased, being written from that perspective that I think just gives it that yeah. difference. Yeah. So listen, you asked me to choose two pieces. Uh, you, you obviously don't know me well enough to know that I find that very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so I am surrounded, surrounded. Should I be making myself cry all day reading these, reading oh, all this, right. all this uh, lovely poetry and words? And I, I, actually, it's just another point to make is that you know a, a combination between short pieces and longer pieces is always good to have because sometimes everybody needs a break in a ceremony and if they uh, if they have a longer time just to sit and listen to words words that might soothe that might provide a balm uh like you say acknowledge you know what's happened but also giving that little bit of that uplift that little bit of uplift this this is my offering for that little combination it's a little bit longer um but hopefully it'll provide a little rest for those listeners. No, I love this. Thank you. So this is called Adrift by Mark Nepo. Everything is beautiful and I am so sad. This is how the heart makes a duet of wonder and grief. The light spraying through the lace of the fern is as delicate as the fibres of memory forming their web around the knot in my throat. The breeze makes the birds move from branch to branch as this ache makes me look for those I've lost in the next room, in the next song, in the laugh of the next stranger. In the very centre, under it all, what we have that no one can take away and all that we've lost face each other. It is there that I'm adrift, feeling punctured by a holiness that exists inside everything. I am so sad and everything is beautiful. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's beautiful. It is nice, isn't it? I like that, yeah. That is it's a, just... That's a beautiful piece. Um, 
I don't know if you noticed on the screen there as you were talking. Mm-hmm. I just closed my eyes so I could just hear the words. Um, the imagery. Mm-hmm. It's got some really lovely references to, to, to nature as well. That's very yeah. beautiful. Very yeah. beautiful. That's What's the name of that again? That's Adrift. 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 And I, I love... I love that, how the heart makes a duet of wonder and grief. It's the two dancing together. And that's that's what grief is. It is that, yeah, absolutely. you know, it's because something beautiful was, is why we feel so sad. You know, it's a bit like that. Um, I have another piece about that, don't I? Oh, yes, it's this one. It's, um, will I, will I, will oh, I? Please do. Yeah, please share. Okay. Please share. So this is of course. grief. I've just learned is really just love by Jamie Anderson. It's all the love you want to give, but cannot. All that unspent love gathers up in the corner of your eyes, the lump in your throat and in that hollow part of your chest. Grief is just love with no place to go. Now, that is very profound i know i'm actually I, it makes me cry sorry i have to be you know because it's just so mm, absolutely oh yeah that's i suppose that's what this is all about isn't it how words can just uh how yeah bring you to a different place yeah yeah and you know that's part of the ritual of the funeral ceremony and how important or why a ritual is so important for people who are grieving you know uh it's it just bridges a connection, you know, sort of between the actuality of what happens and the, you know, the the symbolic end of saying goodbye and it's a goodbye forever, you know, it's... And it's, yeah. I think as it describes grief and talks about grief, it does so in a very gentle yes. way. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I, I'm, I'm thinking, Ed, we, we won't move on yet because the next one I have does talk about grief, but it's it's a lot harder and tougher. <laughs> it may not be appropriate at a funeral setting, but that, yours, is, is a very gentle portrayal of grief. It's very beautiful. I think it would give an awful lot of comfort, in fact, to somebody in grief, in that, in that raw grief. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's very beautiful as well, I think, in its simplicity as well it's not you know it's not it's not flowery in its language it's yeah. just very simple yeah. and direct and and beautiful i do and i like that idea that you know grief is love you know because uh, some people feel guilty that they're grieving so hard they feel sometimes they feel embarrassed that they're so uh, emotional about it and this idea that they people should be strong you know no you know you feel what yeah, you feel yeah, you know yeah. because there's no there's no right or wrong no, way to do it um, and in fact equally i've had conversations with people who have felt guilty because they felt they didn't grieve enough yeah you know? i know we, we're so hard on ourselves aren't, aren't, we? aren't, we? aren't we you know when do you ever get a lesson in how to grieve properly? Like, you know, the, the idea that there's a right and wrong. I mean, that even that whole old fashioned uh, way of thinking about grief in stages. First, there's this and then there's that. Then there's anger. Then there's acceptance. And I mean, the idea 
that you would people are linear like that and uh, tick boxes as they're grieving it's just nonsense isn't it i mean thank god sorry you know i was gonna say i just i really like that tell us the name of that again that's grief grief i've just learned is i've just learned is really just love i know it's a funny one too just but anyway by jamie anderson grief by jamie anderson uh, what I might try and do is I'll try and post that uh, with permission, of course, on Instagram because I have to say I'm really taken with that. So so thank you for, okay. for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, now, I did mention that my next one attempts to describe grief. I don't think it's quite as gentle. This is called Grief by Gwen Flowers. Now, I came across this when, when it was given to me for a ceremony and I was asked to deliver it on behalf of somebody who didn't feel able to to get up and and speak and in fact that's something that would often happen and I do say to families you know if there's anything that they might like to say but wouldn't feel able on the day because of course it is difficult and 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 stressful that I can deliver the words on their behalf so in this instance I was asked to deliver this poem and I read it and I thought oh this is interesting. Um, now, there is certainly something constructive here in this. And I, I'm very aware. I'm giving you the, the preamble first. Um, yeah. So I, I'll be interested to 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 hear what you think afterwards. I'm just wondering how constructive this is to hear on the day of a funeral. Maybe it's something that you share later as you step further into your journey of grief. Okay. This is called Grief by Gwen Flowers. Okay. I had my own notion of grief. I thought it was the sad time that followed the death of someone you love and you had to push through it to get to the other side. But I'm learning there is no other side. There is no pushing through, but rather there is absorption, adjustment, acceptance. And grief isn't something you complete, but rather you endure. Grief is not a task to finish and move on, but an element of yourself, an alteration of being, a new way of seeing, a new definition of self. Okay, wow. Now, listen, (laughs) it's a fantastic piece of poetry, um, quite powerful. It is, it is. There is a lot in it. But there was something innately telling me that this is a, piece of poetry that might give comfort at a later stage in your in your grief yeah i know what you mean maybe uh, 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 yeah i'm not sure how it works i mean it is powerful stuff and there's no doubt it's so true oh yeah i mean yeah it is a different i mean but it's i shouldn't say like aspects of it are very very true i mean everything is different and and that's probably what makes it so harsh the fact that it's so true yeah it's absolutely true, but that may not be what you need to hear on the day. I know, in its starkest, in starkest reality. No, it's, yeah, yeah, interesting. But it is a powerful piece of writing. There's no pushing through. No pushing There's through. There's no yeah. other sides. There's no pushing through. Yeah. I suppose it, yeah, it, it just, it, it's that little glimmer of hope that you like to have in something mm. on the day. Yeah. Grief is not a task to finish and move on but an element of yourself and an alteration yeah. of your being. I mean, that in itself is is a big thing to try and conceptualise, to contextualise, I guess. A new way of seeing, 
a new definition yeah. of self. Or to even accept um, accept so soon. Look, I, I, like you say, it is true, but it comes, I mean, look, it comes down yeah. and you're like a lump hammer. <laughs> there, there, I, I suppose when I say it's true, I, I, it's true, but there's more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you know more. what I mean? There's nothing untrue about that, but it just lacks, I suppose it's perfect in itself, but the extra element that you'd love to have on the day of a funeral is that little glimmer that little yeah, glimmer. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always try to look for. And I think that's why I really like yours, in fact. Oh, thank you, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I'd written them myself. <laughs> well, now that's something that's happened oh, uh, a couple of times now. I've had a few ceremonies recently where somebody has delivered a poem that was written specifically for the deceased. Um, and it's very special when that happens. Yeah, it's very special. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had, I had a funeral. I like that, like that too. And it was just fantastic. You know, it was lovely to hear it, and you could see it was bringing it all alive for them. It was just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is lovely. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are we for time? Do we have time for one more? Well, I was thinking we could talk about the fact that sometimes the pieces we might offer aren't always talking about death, that they're instructive in some way, or they might represent the person in some way. So I have a piece to share on that front. And that, of course, I have a lovely piece by Khalil Gibran. Oh, yeah, I see. I, I told you, I find it very hard to <laughs> make, make, make decisions. <laughs> this little piece is, it came about uh, at a funeral I was doing and um the, it was sadly somebody who died before their time. It was a lady similar age to my own and her children were similar, similar age to my children. So it kind of resonated very strongly. Uh, and I really felt I wanted to, you know, I felt I was looking after my own children and I was trying to be the person I hoped my children would encounter organising my funeral, if, 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 if it was, if that ever, you know, if that was the case. So I was trying to, you know, making sure I gave them as much, the kind of support I'd like my own children to get, I suppose. And I know we do that anyway. That's what we do. But it was particularly poignant in this case. And they're, because they were young, I wanted, uh, and uh, they were so passionate about their mom and very proud of her, all that kind of thing. And uh, she sounded like a fabulous woman, you know, really feisty and, you know, didn't take no for an answer and, you know, got things done, that kind of person. And, uh, believed in not letting, you know, people's thoughts and opinions hold you back, you know, just wonderful qualities, super values. And uh, anyway, I offered this and I don't know, I, I, I don't, you know, like these things that happen, you think, how did that happen? You know, how did I go searching somewhere and go down a rabbit hole in the internet and come across this and then bring it and it was one of those things that when I read it, they said, oh, that is so mum. That's exactly what mum would say. So mm. this is a piece for what it's worth. Do you know it? No, for what it's worth. No, I for don't. For what it's no. worth. Okay. No. Uh, no. I'll tell you where it's from worth. afterwards, okay? So it's for what it's worth. Okay. For what it's worth, it's never too late, or in my case, too early, to be whoever you want to be. There's no time limit. Start whenever you want. You can change or stay the same. There are no rules to this thing. We can make the best or the worst of it. 
I hope you make the best of it. I hope you see things that startle you. I hope you feel things you never felt before. I hope you meet people who have a different point of view. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you're not, I hope you have the courage to start all over again. Oh, wow. Now that <laughs> is lovely. I That's know. lovely. I, I, I love it. And I, you know, I, when I saw their faces, they were just, because people don't know that there's no, there's no rules to this. There's yeah, no rules yeah, to what yeah, you can yeah. have at a funeral. I mean, that's the great thing. It's about choice and empowerment. This, this, you know, uh, personalized ceremonies uh, area, and they they couldn't believe they could have that at their funeral. Yeah, like yeah. they weren't. They 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 said their mom wasn't religious, so it wasn't going to be a religious funeral. Uh, you know, uh, but they they didn't know where to go. They had no ideas of what they might like to have. Now they had a piece. Like you said, a personal piece from a book, an extract from a book that they were going to definitely have. Yeah, and they had yeah. a definite about a Seamus Heaney poem. And it was a beautiful poem, but it wasn't to do with death. It wasn't any of yeah, th- those yeah, poems. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other bits, the other pieces, bits and pieces, I shouldn't say bits, but the pieces, you know, they had no no real idea. But so they were really kind of surprised they could have something like that. And I said, yeah, of course. The the only difficulty was that it's an extract from the movie Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is that where it comes from? <laughs> yeah. So that's where it comes from. But oh my words. It wasn't in the book by a Scott Fitzgerald. It was written by the screenwriter. Okay. It's not in the book, it's in the screenplay. And so they didn't the 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 the, the, the child the particular child who's going to read right. this said, Oh, they'll be laughing at me if I say it's from Benjamin Button. And I said, Okay, well look, let's what you can say it's a piece and it's written by because it's written by Eric Roth. You don't have to say it's in the movie Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. how we got around that. So that that worked well and yeah, I think it, I think that that landed well. I was I was glad for them that they really yeah, liked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I, I think similar to your previous piece, there's something so emotionally constructive uh, about yes, that, which is yeah, nice. It's got yeah, all the positive yeah. attributes yeah. of hope and encouragement and and yeah. support. Yeah, I really like that, yeah. Caroline. That's lovely. Sure. Um, Caroline, any family who have you as a celebrant for you know the sad occasion of a funeral we'll be so blessed to have you you know if if these are the pieces that you bring to the table but look connor it you'd agree with me it's it's a privilege to be invited into that space it It really is it is it really is it really is yeah yeah Yeah. and i know that your your desire and my desire is to really just serve the family well you know to serve them well and make it that bit easier for them and also to be able to look back on their choices and read them and be glad from them you know they they, be glad that they chose what they chose do you know that they that you've given them enough enough suggestions without bamboozling them because you can like like i've done here with thousands on the table (laughs) you know you don't bamboozle somebody either but it's that careful listening to you know, you know, the, the, the particular person, the values of the family, the values of the deceased, uh, you know, the personality. And it's us going through our little filing cabinet in our head and saying, I'll, I'll pull out this selection. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And in fact, I find when I meet families, I intentionally don't bring a big book of readings and, and sit no. down with them because there's so that. much choice. Yeah. It can be so overwhelming. 
they're already and and in most scenarios they're already quite overwhelmed yeah. with with the situation they find themselves in so in fact i always acknowledge this when i sit down with them and and start talking and get to that point in the conversation when 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 we talk about readings i say you know i consciously haven't brought a big resource of of readings instead in the time we have together i try to get a sense of well who who the deceased was and who yeah. the deceased was yeah. to the family and i'll say look do you trust me to go off and have a little scout around and and on my place yeah. let's say two readings yeah. in you can choose which one you prefer if you don't like them we can pick another one but invariably they'll say oh yeah you know that's that that's fine but it's for that reason that i don't want to add to the the overwhelm of the situation you know no, there's so much choice and until you get to listen to them you, you can't really make a suggestion because uh, as i was saying earlier the wrong the wrong piece of writing it it could be it could just be detrimental you know to the yeah, to the yeah. to the situation you know and i think i think some pieces read differently to how they sound when they're delivered yeah. as well so so given somebody an a4 yeah. page with a poem on it or whatever you know may not be the best way to do it if you can yeah. recite it you know, it might, you know, land that bit better with, with the family, I think. I say it because sometimes, as you say, it's the sound of the words are exactly. give that soothing nature. You know, sometimes the words are so beautiful as they're spoken. It, that's what creates the mm. effect more than the meaning. You know, so it's a, it can be a combination of the two, the music of it, the musicality, the, lyri- the lyricality exactly, of, the, exactly, of the words. Exactly. And I think that probably goes back to the idea then that in certain cases where music lyrics from, from certain songs can be... Yeah, we're yeah, back there. They, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. they can be quite appropriate sometimes yeah, as well. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 absolutely. Sure. That would be um, another podcast the choices <laughs> music people make. <laughs> Listen, well, look, the lovely thing I is... I know you've a few stories there. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, well, look, I do... You know, the lovely thing about what we do is that we're not in the business of saying no. So if a no, family have a meaningful not. piece of music that, mu- that yeah. might be perceived by other people as, you know, something left of centre we can accommodate that and very often I will say I find that those pieces of music work really really well and I've seen it when those pieces are played and when they're meaningful to the family oh my word you can see the shoulders drop the tension breaks and I've seen joy and celebration permeate through the sadness and far from it being in any way inappropriate they're often wonderful exactly. moments. Yeah, brilliant. And I always encourage families when I see them, you know, dancing around the subject a little bit. They say, you know, can we have, you know, are we allowed to play this? And I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are we allowed? Are, are we allowed? We allowed? Yes. Of course we are allowed. Yes. <laughs> and if it's meaningful, it's 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 a wholehearted yes for me. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I have never come across a family who, even if it is a lighthearted piece of music, uh, have chosen anything that is comedic comedic yeah, or yeah, overly yeah. dramatic it, it's true. because it means something to them it absolutely, does and so you know yeah. my, my family want to play sweet caroline and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can go ahead <laughs> is that on your list is that on your list <laughs> it's not really <laughs> that song has followed me all my life i can't complain 
<laughs> well, listen, now that everything's open back up, actually, we yes. should meet in person. Uh, so maybe we need to go for a glass of oh, wine sure. sometime and you can serenade me with Sweet Caroline. How about that? <laughs> I know the word, sadly, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to on my brain. Uh, two glasses in now and I'll be joining in with you, Caroline. So, uh, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Caroline, I think we will wrap it up okay. there. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do with all the other poems I have here, with all the other uh, pieces. I know that I, it was lovely to take out and put out as many as I could find and hone them down. Uh, well, look, I'm glad. I'm glad. And it was yeah, a lovely I chat. I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Um, of course, if you want to get in touch with Caroline and... Caroline, you're a wonderful uh, collective of colleagues. Yep. You're at serendipitycelebrants.com. That's right, yeah. You have an Instagram as well, at serendipitycelebrants. Yep. And Caroline, it's a gorgeous website. I have to say it's Thank worth logging much. on and, and, and having oh, a look. Wow. I love your homepage um, where you've got your lovely slow-mo video oh, of yes, you and, yes. and the other celebrants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we had fun doing that. Walking the beach, all that. Yeah, it was great fun. Um, yeah, you yeah. know Annie, Jackie, Elaine, myself. Yeah, no, we 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 love working together and we love bouncing ideas off each other. So it's uh, yeah. it's been a great journey uh, oh, having my co-celebrants. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Well, look, I know you to be a wonderful group of celebrants, and I would encourage all of my listeners to head on to serendipitycelebrants.com to check out Caroline and your colleagues. And um, listen, great chatting to you, and thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, Connor. That is it from the Celebration Sessions uh, podcast uh, for this time. And uh, we do have uh, some very interesting episodes planned going forward. So don't forget to like and subscribe on your podcast platform. And join us over on Instagram as well, at Celebration Sessions Podcast, to keep in touch as well. In the meantime, thanks for joining me and do stay safe. Take care. This has been the Celebration Sessions Podcast. Mm -hmm.